Backs fans, and welcome into episode number four of the Backs Cast. I have a couple of special guests joining me on today's episode Brandon Santawana and Ethan Ulrich. Guys, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. So this has been uh this has been in the works for a while. Uh two big names, uh two of the bigger names in Sam and Arm, and obviously uh lots needs to go in behind the scenes to get these guys here. So I just wanted to start off by saying thank you guys and kind of just going right into things. Obviously, you guys have both been around at Sam and Arm for a couple of years now and had an opportunity to take it all in. But we'll just start with you, Ethan. Obviously coming up from or coming from the United States, a different culture and and here in Salmon Arm. What has the biggest adjustment been for you since coming to Salmon Arm? Uh I mean, honestly it's uh it's been a little slower uh than it is back home. I'm used to uh, you know the the city life. I grew up in a suburb of Chicago. So it's always bustling, always things going on. Um it's pretty quiet out here. Not much uh not much happening, but I, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy like a little peace and quiet and just the the cool, calm vibes of this town. It's been uh it's been great. Um don't really get much to this back home, so I appreciate it. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. And like it's your second year now, so obviously a little more time to adjust to this the city of Salmon Arm here, but now that you've spent more time here and take starting to get an opportunity to take it all in, is there anything that you've come to really enjoy out here in Salmon Arm in comparison versus back home? Oh man, I love the uh, the nature out here, the the mountains, the lakes, the rivers. Um, you know, I'm used to big skyscrapers and flat plains, so uh, it's been a good uh, <clears throat> good little treat to have these mountains and all these uh, trails and all this hiking to do out here. Uh, it's been nice. Uh, absolutely. And Santa switching over to you, not as far, but you uh, born in Langley, you ended up playing for the Surrey Eagles before coming out to Salmon Arm. Obviously, you've had a pretty lengthy BCHL career so far and a very good one in that as well. So for yourself, what was the biggest transition coming from playing in Surrey and growing up in Langley to to coming out here in Salmon Arm? Um, there's not really much of like a drastic difference from Langley or Surrey to moving here other than like the mountains are super closer so much closer and obviously the big lake we have here it's obviously very nice but yeah there hasn't been too much of a difference grew up in a pretty slow town as well so yeah and how about yourself so you've been here in salmon arm as well this is you know it's not just your first year so what part of the the aspect out here have you started to enjoy and obviously it's a smaller town vibes but coming from the big city around vancouver is there anything that you've uh started to enjoy a little bit more uh i definitely enjoy how uh so tight-knit the community is here everyone always shows up to the games it's nice getting noticed at i don't know like the movie theater like tim hortons or something but yeah it's nice seeing everyone out at the games and i'll start so I'm, this question is gonna be for both of you guys here we'll start with you here santa um obviously along the way you played a lot of bchl games over 225 in your career so what is there any sort of memory that kind of sticks out to you as one of your favorite or one that you can look back at that when you end up going play division one hockey that you're gonna look back on and just remember? Uh probably our playoff run last year, because the one in Surrey, our first playoffs that we made, it got cut short due to COVID. So uh yeah, may, being able to make it to the second round last year after that seven game series against Wenatchee was definitely really cool. And for yourself, uh, Ricky, what about you? Like, what would your favorite memory be over the course of these last two years in Salmon Arm in the BCHL? Yeah, kind of picking off a uh, picking back off of Santa here. Uh, game seven last year was just an unreal experience to be a part of. Like the whole stadium was buzzing. It was a home game for us, so the crowd was 
uh, on fire all night and like excitement running through you um, is pretty unmatched. So that was definitely my favorite memory playing out here. And as you guys are both here last year as well, obviously in any junior A program or any junior hockey team, there's going to be lots of turnover guys moving on to the next level trades and stuff. But in terms of the difference between the two teams, obviously a lot has changed over the year, but what would this, would you guys say the biggest difference has been in, in terms of last year, this year, maybe as a personal note and as a team, we'll start with you here, Ethan. Uh, I think team wise, I think we've added a lot more depth. Um, you know, last year we just had uh, a couple superstars that uh, could take a lot of the weight for our team. It took us pretty far. Uh, but this year we got all four lines uh, making an impact each game. So it's been a, a good adjustment that we've made uh, this year. Um, and then personally, uh, you know, you know, getting older and uh, being a little experienced, it's been uh, nice to like settle down a little bit and find uh, find my game, uh, have a little more confidence out there and not be so frantic. Um, but I think I've settled into the league pretty well and um, found success this year. So that's been good. And Santo, same question goes for you. What would you say the biggest difference is uh, in team and personal level over over the course of these last year? Uh, yeah, I think uh, team-wise, we added a lot of younger pieces, which is definitely good. A lot of guys excited to get in the league, a lot more depth to our team as well, like Ricky was saying. But uh, personally, yeah, I feel like feel like I'm still 16 out there, buzzing around, not much difference. Still got all the energy like I was back then, but yeah, it's, it's been fun. Yeah, for sure. And kind of going to break today's episode up into some fun and serious parts. So this is going to be our first more fun uh, topic and hopefully it works well but what we're going to try is we're going to do a draft I don't know if you guys have ever seen this trend going online uh, I'm going to pick a random topic and then you guys are going to go back and <laughs> drafting so hopefully you guys are ready for this I'm putting you completely on the spot as well so anyone listening just know that they had no idea that this was going to happen but the topic of choice today for our top five drafts you guys are going to go back and forth is movies it doesn't have to be anything in particular, but I want you guys to go. Uh, you guys can decide. I don't know who you guys want to determine who's going to go first here, but you're going to go back and forth, and we're going to hear your top five movies of all time. You can go first, Santa. You're older. What a guy. And, um, number one, Avengers Endgame. Okay. I'm going to mark this down, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. That would have been my first overall pick. Okay. So... I'm going to have to go um, Harry Potter, uh, Half-Blood Prince. Okay. It's a good movie. Okay. Santa, what's your uh, second overall pick here? Mm, number two, I'm going to have to go with 1917. Oh, wow. Okay. I was not expecting uh, that this early. Old second oh, overall pick. Wow. That is, uh, that's our first game changer right there. It's a, it's a good movie, I'll shot in like it's made to seem like it's shot in one shot so like gotta give props to the editing that fifth overall i'm being honest but yeah this opens right. the door for for rick well, here he really has to pick up a stud at number two yeah i'm gonna get steel uh slipping fourth overall step brothers oh Ooh. wow okay yeah that's a that's a valid pick some good picks so far there, there's one uh I'm not sure, but we'll see. Sad, do you have a chance potentially? I don't want to say redeem yourself, but who's your uh, who's your third selection here? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with like you know a good feel good movie. You can just put it on in the background. Uh, grown ups. Okay. Are we talking the whole grown up series? Like uh, grown ups two. Just grown ups two is a 
Okay. So okay. Just Good. Well, that's one. that makes your pick more valid because mm-hmm. I Grown Ups Two kind of ruined it for me, but the, yeah. the original not, no storyline to that. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan, number three for you. Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer for me. I'm gonna go Happy Gilmore. I grew up oh, on that movie. Always a uh, always hits, no matter how many times I watch it. It's a wow. good movie. Yeah, we're gonna get uh, maybe we'll get some fan perspective after here, but uh, we're six picks in so far. Santa, who you taking number four? This is a tough one. It's a chance to take uh, a flyer here, maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna have to throw back to my good old childhood days and go with Toy Story two. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Are you a fan of the whole Toy Story series, or does number two just take the cake for you? I'm a fan of the whole series, but you know, Toy Story One introduces everyone, and then Toy Story Two you get some new characters along with the old ones. They mesh really good together, so it's nice. What it's were your thoughts? Movie. What are your thoughts on the ending of Number Three? Do you think it was too grim? Like when they were being dragged into the fight. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a lot. That was tough to that watch. Was, I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> number two though, that's a good pick. Rick, we're going back to you for your fourth fourth selection here. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, Paige Santa's book, throwing it back to the childhood. Uh, we're going Miracle. I think any hockey player uh, can say that's a good movie. Okay, the first hockey movie we've got in here, Miracle. Okay. Santa, your chance to uh, finish off your top five. You have Avengers 1917, Grown Ups 1, and Toy Story 2. How are you uh, concluding the picks here? Uh, I'm going to go with a nice Christopher Nolan classic, The Dark Knight. Oh, I'm surprised that slipped that far. That's a good that's a good pick. A little sleeper there at the end of the draft. Yeah. Okay, Rick, chance to close it out here, 10th overall selection. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, arguably the best animated movie of all time. We're going with Cars. Oh, okay. Life is a Highway, best soundtrack song probably ever. Wow, okay, so... um. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this up in the podcast uh, description as well. well. Hopefully we'll get some fan feedback, but uh, 10 different movies there. And I think that says a lot about your guys' personality. So thank you for taking part in that. Uh, obviously, it didn't have that plan, but we got a special ad today adding Ethan Ulrich to the podcast. So uh, I thought we'd try something different. We're going to move on to a little more serious note here. Obviously, you guys are both committed to play Division One hockey next year. And that's the goal of any junior A hockey player, of course, getting to the next level. So, Santa, we'll start with you here. Earlier on in the season, uh, you committed to Bowling Green State University. Just talk us through, obviously, the whole process that goes for you. I know you, uh, I believe it was in November on the top of my head, if not, my apologies. But just the whole process for yourself that ended up choosing Bowling Green. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a stressful time this season trying to figure everything out. But, um, yeah, when I first talked to the Bowling Green coaches, they were nothing but less than like awesome. It was great hearing from them. They've been very uh, well communicative throughout this whole process. So, yeah, it was awesome. Um, yeah, throughout the whole, all the schools I was talking to, Bowling Green seemed like the main choice from the start. We had a great campus. And yeah, great facilities as well. So were you able to go before you ended up making the final decision to commit there? Were you able to go down and visit the facilities or campus or anything like that? Or was it more so all all through Zoom and, and just getting the, the pictures and stuff? It was more so all through Zoom. Uh, yeah, but they had a nice like virtual little, uh, what's it called? Little uh, tour there oh, yeah. and a bunch of pictures. And I have some buddies there as well. So they had nothing but good things to say. 
And in terms of obviously this is your last year of junior hockey and uh, going to be going there next year and all that fun stuff. So do you have any uh, dates or anything like that? Or do you know when you're going to be moving down and, and how are you feeling about that whole process? Pretty excited. Yeah, I'm definitely super excited. Not too excited about getting back to school, but you know, <laughs> it's had to happen at one, some point, but yeah, I'm, I think I'm moving down around like late mid August. So yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, very exciting times. And switching back, uh, Ethan, now, obviously, uh, in your 19-year-old season here with your Silverbacks, the second one in Salmon Army, you committed last season to Air Force. Just talk to us about the the process for yourself, and uh, maybe was this your first choice school? Was this always a dream for yourself, or how did the whole uh, idea come to fruition for yourself? Uh, yeah, so it was a little bit of an interesting uh, process. You know, I had nothing... Um, no info on Air Force at all when they first started talking to me. Um, you know, honestly, I think it's a school that should be talked about more in the States, but it doesn't really get the publicity that other schools do. Uh, but they got me pretty early in my recruitment. I was uh, talking to a handful of teams, but it was still just talk, just feeling it out. Um, but they were pretty aggressive from the start. You know, they, they saw uh, a lot of potential in me, and that went a long way in terms of uh, making a, making my decision on where to go. Um and I was blessed enough to be able to go down there you know, in January last year for uh, a visit. And the campus was you know, gorgeous, unbelievable. The city was unreal. It's pretty similar to uh, British Columbia, actually, with all the mountains and stuff. And, um, you know, I loved it. And you know, from a financial standpoint and from an athletic standpoint, um, also academically, like it was an absolute no-brainer for me. Um, I'm super happy to uh, be going there. I think it's a great fit for me. Uh, you know, it is a military school, but I am a pretty regimented guy. So um, I think I'll be able to fit in pretty well there. And yeah, I'm just cannot, cannot wait to go. Super excited. And obviously a little bit different than Santa's is your nine-year-old season. So hypothetically, you could have another year of junior eligibility. We're not going to go into all that stuff. But when you eventually end up going to Air Force, is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to in that transition to go and play uh, Div 1 hockey? Uh, yeah, a little different than Santa. I'm actually kind of excited to get back into school and get back into the, the grind. Uh, I feel like uh, there's rust on the gears and the old noggin. So um, good to get those going again and feel um, a little more productive. Uh, so I'm actually looking forward to the, uh, the school. Love it. So this one here is going to be putting you really on the spot. So hopefully you guys have a good elevator pitch right now. Uh, but we're going to play a game of hypothetical right now. So an NHL scout is at the arena at watching our next Silverbacks game. After the game, they decide to come talk to you guys about yourself, not only on the ice, but off the ice. They want you to describe yourself as a person and a hockey player. So I don't know who wants to start off with this one. Maybe uh, Santa went first last time. So maybe I'll give this one to Ethan. Uh, the scout comes up to you, asks you the questions, describe yourself as a person and a hockey player. What's your answer? Um, I think the boys can, uh, agree, uh, vouch me here, but I think I'm a pretty serious guy, uh, in the locker room outside of the rink. Um, I take things pretty seriously, like, uh, my nutrition and my sleep and all that, uh, hold those things super high. Um, and I think on the ice, uh, I like to find like soft areas, more of a, like a thinker out there. I like to use my IQ more than, uh, I say most guys, uh, would like to do, um, but I think, yeah, my, my mindset is what uh, gets me to the next level. Um, so that's how I would describe myself. Just a pretty serious guy that works pretty hard. That's a good answer. Well done on the spot as well. Santa, you've had some time to think and hear uh, Rick's answers as well. So uh, the scout comes and asks you the same question. What are you saying? I feel like off ice, I'm a very like, you know, charismatic 
fun guy, but when it's time to get serious, like I'm able to flip that switch. And on ice, I feel like I'm a player who's not afraid to get in the dirty areas, get into it with other guys. Um, yeah, I like to use my hockey IQ, like Rick was saying. I feel like I'm a pass first type of guy, but if I'm in that area to shoot, I feel like I can get the goals as well. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those are pretty, uh, two pretty good answers on the spot. So well done on those. And just speaking about your guys' games, obviously you guys play like a little bit different style of hockey. What would you guys say? And we'll start with Santa, you on this one here. What part of your game is, is you're at your best right now. And is there anything that you want to continue to work on? while you take that step to the next level? Um, I definitely want to get better at decisions i'm making at full speed with the puck instead of just like throwing it away being able to hold on to it for that second longer for something else to open up yeah but um i feel like what's at my best right now is being able to uh find my open teammates even if they're being a little covered being able to get that area pass through or you know just getting out there and being gritty physical guy yeah. yeah, but you enjoy that gritty style, correct? Like I'm not, yeah. not just taking that out. You do enjoy going into the corners. And obviously last year you were the Silverbacks hitman of the year, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I do enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah, big hits are always fun. And and Ethan, we'll go the same question for you. What part of your game are you uh, most happy with right now? And, and what aspect are you hoping to improve on moving forward? Yeah, I'm most happy with my uh, versatility right now. Um, I'm a guy who likes to be out there in all situations. And uh, I think that's working pretty well for me right now. I love playing PK just as much as I love being on the power play and you know just regular sh five on five shift too. Um, that's what I'm most happy with, and that's something I think I could work on. Uh, definitely getting more gritty. You know, I probably could uh, watch Santa play a little bit more. Uh, maybe take some pages out of his book. Uh, you know, I've never really been the grittiest guy. I've been a pretty undersized player most of my career, um, so just something I need to get more used to. And uh, yeah, love it. We're going to switch back to some uh, some more of the fun questions here. It is the time. It is now time for the rapid fire sequence of the podcast. So we've been going back and forth. He's been starting. So I believe that means Ethan, you're up first on this one. So I have six rapid fire questions for you guys. So I'm going to ask the question, Rick, you're going to answer. And then Santa, you're going to answer. I want like the first thing that comes to your mind as well. Okay. So yeah, I'm answering right after Ricky. Yeah, so Rick's going to say his answer, then you're going to say, like, give it a couple seconds, and then you're you're welcome to go. Is right. that work for you guys? Yeah, sounds yeah. good. First question, are you a glass half full or glass half empty person? Glass half full for sure. Half full. Good answer. What, I, Rick, I don't know if you're going to be able to answer this one. What is your favorite junk food? Is Santa first? <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, we we're going to go same. We're going to go same order here. Oh, so I'm first? Yeah, yeah, for all, all six questions. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Um, Oreos. Oh. M&M's. Who, I know you guys are both in relationships, but you are able to answer this question, I hope. <laughs> Who is your celebrity crush? Scar Joe Hanson. I'll, I'll go Scar Joe too. Oh, okay. If you guys could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Texas. Hawaii. If you had to be a Disney character right now, who would it be? Wayne McQueen. Dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, uh, uh, 
Um, took my answer, dude. I gotta think of one now. What about Toe Mater? He's another good Cars character. He's it's not the same. It's not the okay. same. Okay. Just I'll trying to help you out here. I'll say the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Wow. Okay. A little off the board, but we'll take it. <laughs> and my last question for you in the rapid fire segment, if you could go back to any age, I know you guys are very young, but what age would it be? Seven. Okay. Good. Those are some fun questions and uh, do appreciate those. I know they're hard to come up with on the spot, especially the, the junk food one. Rick, on, in terms of the junk food question, this is just what I'm getting out of this. How many times, like, do you have a cheat meal or are you like, I know you're very strict with your food, which is awesome. But like, do you get to treat yourself quite often or are you, you pretty? Yeah, I, I am pretty strict. Um, you know, it's kind of a blessing and a curse. Uh, I should be a little loose around myself, but I, I have had a couple cheat meals, I think in the last couple months, I think I had a PB and J when I went home for Christmas. So that was nice. <laughs> um yeah i I try to say pretty strict i mean fair enough i all the credit to you i mean a lot of people (laughs) they could have that that strength when it comes to food so i was just curious i mean um yeah no that's awesome so kind of moving on after the hockey season ends here hopefully you guys are in a long playoff run but once that does come to an end summer plans obviously i know you guys both aren't from the salmon arm area so you're more than likely going to be heading home but uh santa we'll start with you on this one do you have any big summer plans and and do you have anywhere fun you're going to be traveling this summer um i think we were planning on traveling either to hawaii mexico or disneyland with my family one of those three still haven't figured it out yet but other than that really just getting ready for next season get, uh getting in the weight room getting on the ice and there's some golf in there too i was just gonna say you're a big golfer as well hey mm-hmm. i enjoy golfing yes would you say what would you say your hair what is your handicap do you know on the top of your head i'd say like a a 12 okay so um, where would you rank, best, you know where would you rank yourself on the golf course amongst your silverbacks teammates i'd say i'm top five okay okay yeah Rick, you, i hope you're ready rick this might lead into the same question for you but we'll start off do you have any big summer plans obviously uh, i know you're from the states and plans to go home but any other big traveling plans for the upcoming summer uh yeah actually i'm going to uh italy with my family and my girlfriend uh so i'm really looking forward to that that should be a really fun time how long are you going for you it's like a full month thing or just a couple weeks uh, I think uh my girlfriend and i are going to stay for 10 days and my family staying an extra four days after that Wow. That's, uh, yeah, that sounds pretty nice to me. I wish I was going to Italy, but besides that, I hear you may be a golfer as well. Is that correct? Or am I getting an accurate? That is correct. You are. Okay. You are right. And, uh, what is your handicap? Uh, I'd say I'm pretty similar to Santa. I'd say, you know, 12, maybe 13. I think he's a little better than me. So I'll I'll go with 13. Oh, okay. So if you guys are going to have a head to head match this summer here at the Salmon Arm Golf Club, who's going to win an 18 hole match play match? Well, I mean, for going off like the current score, I think I'm up um, by a couple right now. But I think right now he he would have me. I think I need to get in like my mid summer form to uh, to really uh, beat him down. But I think it'd be pretty close. Okay, Santa, you feel the same? Do you think you have the upper hand as of right now? I think I believe I do. I have some video evidence from last year of Ricky at the, <laughs> the simulator, <laughs> but you know, maybe that's for another time. 
Okay. Um, uh, I, I feel like our match will come down to the last few holes. Yeah. Tied down the stretch. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, I mean, if you guys are still on Salmon Arm, hopefully we can do a, a content piece of uh, a little golf match. We'll have to see. I uh, I hear you guys have some pretty solid teammates as well. Uh, Who would you guys say the best golfer is on the team right now? No, it's just off the off the top of a little bit, but best golfer um, on the team, who'd it be? I'd probably go Jake Lamons, my uh, scramble partner. Oh. I feel like he slipped though ever since, you know. I feel like he's slipped down the slipped down the rankings. So that's biased because you lose to me and him. <laughs> who would you say number one is then, Rick? Or Santa, sorry. Uh, that's a tough question. I feel like it's a very like tight group up there at the front of the front of the team. Put myself up there, but maybe I'd have to say Jake Lamons as okay. well but you know he's it's a tough answer though because like, like he's not in his peak form i i even put nathan mackie up there too oh wow okay good to know well uh yeah sounds like we're gonna have some fun golf pieces hopefully over the summer but switching back to hockey and maybe just talking about the transition before switching over to the bchl uh santa we'll start with you on this one um before you ended up going to surrey and you played over these all these years in the bchl says here you're playing for the Delta Hockey Academy U18 prep. So just talk about the transition and, and what it meant, playing, meant for you, pardon me, playing out uh, for the Delta Hockey Academy. Actually playing for the Elite 15s. So I was 15 years old. Oh. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun playing there. It got me into the really like structured lifestyle of how like hockey is and you know how you're supposed to be working out and nutrition and all of that. So I, yeah, I give props to them for what they're doing over there. But the transition, I wasn't really expecting to make the team that year. I was just going to try out. But as camp went on, I actually saw like it could be a possibility. So yeah, I made it out of camp and it was, it's a hard transition, but I had a lot of fun that first year. So in, in your first year in Surrey there, you played 53 games, a pretty solid season as well. But you mentioned that transition is the biggest transition, would you say, just like dealing with the size and different players or obviously there's 20 year olds as a 16 year old as well. So was that the biggest thing for you or what did you find the biggest uh, uh, transition aspect was for yourself? Uh, definitely balancing or not balancing. I say the definitely the size and the age difference. Cause going from just playing against like 15 year olds or 14 year olds to 16 to 20 year olds, it was definitely a bit to get used to, but I had, was fortunate to have a lot of good teammates that year so yeah no that's awesome and and Ethan switching over to you taking a look at your elite prospects everyone's favorite place to go to check out stats team <laughs> Illinois and the North Jersey Avalanche hopefully we have that correct information here um I'm getting a head shake from Santa so maybe elite prospects was lying to me but uh Ethan just talk about your time before coming to the BCHL I uh, know you were more than 100% correct there uh I did play for team <laughs> Illinois and uh the North Jersey Avalanche before coming into Salmon Arm. Um, you know, I did enjoy my time uh, playing for Team Illinois. That was like my start. That's where um, you know I learned really how to play the game. Uh, those were my roots. I'll never forget that. But, uh, you know, it was time for a change, time for a change of scenery, uh, play some tougher competition. So I moved away from home for the first time, went out to New Jersey, played for the Avalanche, and you know, I could not be more happy with my decision to do that. That was probably uh, one of my favorite years playing hockey it was i talk about all the time and boys get a little upset how much i talk about north jersey but uh it really was just uh an unbelievable experience for me as a hockey player and a person um 
And so, you know, uh, I think I took a lot of lessons with me coming into Salmon Arm and, uh, you know, what Sam was saying about like the toughest things uh, to adapt to. I think for me, it was, uh, you know, finding my role on the team, just, you know, grow up uh, being like one of the best players on the team each year. Everyone's counting on you to be the guy to score and put up all the points. But then you come to a team like Salmon Arm and you got guys like Simon Tass, you know, Mr. Dacney, like we had last year and, you know, those guys take that role. So I don't really need me to score. So, you know, if you want to be in the lineup, you got to find a way to uh, uh, make an impact on the game other ways than scoring. So I think that was my toughest um, thing to adapt to last year. Um, but, you know, I, I figured it out as the year went on and I was happy with my first year. Oh, that's awesome. And taking a look at the Silverbacks this year, obviously you guys moved up to the third place uh, with your big win on against Wenatchee on Saturday night, but obviously down here to the final five games of the regular season. What are you guys most looking forward to here in this final playoff push? Obviously, you, never, you just still don't know who we're going to end up playing in the first round, but is there anything you guys are more so looking forward to? Obviously, the Silverbacks have had some great support this year, but Ethan, we'll start with you on this one. What aspect of the final stretch here are you most looking forward to? You know, I'm looking forward um, to the uh, the home games in the playoffs and, you know, just the energy that the crowd gives and, like, the feeling of desperation that you have as a player. Uh, you know, it really starts to get intense. Like, these games really matter. Like, your season could be over uh, one day or you could be moving on. Um, so I really live for those moments, and I think that really elevates uh, guys to the best game. So I think we're going to be seeing a lot of good hockey in the playoffs, and that's what I'm most excited for. And Santos will give you the same question on that one. What, what aspect are you most looking forward to here in this final stretch? Uh, yeah, just what Ricky was saying that definitely looking forward to seeing the fans pack the building again, the energy, uh, during last play last year's playoffs was unreal. I've never, never played in a game in games like those. They were just unreal supporters and look forward to seeing them again. Oh, that's awesome. Another big aspect here of uh, junior hockey and in the small community as well is all the time you guys spent with the community. We just had another school visit today. It has been something that we've continued to do this entire season, obviously with COVID coming to an end is a lot easier. So this year, having the opportunity to do these community events a lot more, you're able to interact with the fans a lot more and just get that whole other aspect. So Santo, I'll start with you on this one. What does it mean to you personally just to see how much these kids and fans love having you guys out it means a lot actually it's awesome to see how much we affect the community like we do such a little thing here just playing hockey but seeing how much we affect the community seeing the smiles on the kids faces whenever we're playing floor hockey with them or reading with them it's just awesome yeah for sure and and ethan will go same for you obviously you talked about growing up in a, a much bigger city but here in the small community uh something you see a lot more of so uh, here in your second year in Salmon Arm, what have you enjoyed the most of the the community aspect? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I love all of it, you know, especially uh, you know the kids, because I used to be one of those kids looking up to the older players, wanting to be them one day, um, and just getting to interact with them and you know make that make them happy. You know, it could be a little thing to us, but it's maybe it's something that they hold on to for the rest of their lives. Um, so I, I mean, I just love being around the kids and uh, you know, having a good time with them. That's awesome. Definitely uh, good to see and. You're definitely right in the fact that how much it means to them. You can see the kids. I know I come and just take pictures, but you can see the smiles and the implications that you guys are leaving behind. So live, let's move it into the last question. Now you guys have done a great job thus far, but in terms of superstitions, I know you guys aren't goaltenders and it's not obviously the same. When I asked Matthew Tubble a couple of weeks ago what his superstitions were, but do you guys have a lot of game day superstitions you guys have to follow 
to the second. Are you guys pretty lenient? Obviously, I see, Rick, you have to leave the ice at a certain time at the end of the game. Santa always feels the need to spray me with ice during uh, the warm-up. But what do you guys do to, to keep focused on game day? And then how much does that differ from just an off day? We'll start with uh, Ethan on this one. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really differ too much uh, from day-to-day life because, like I said, I'm a pretty regimented guy. I have a schedule that I stick to every day. You know, I don't really like to change things. I like to keep it the same. Um, and the same goes for game days, eat the same meals, wake up at the same time, you know, do the same stretches. And like you said, you know, I have to warm up, so I wait for the clock to hit 21 before I get off the ice every time. Um, but, you know, other than that, I'm pretty lenient with uh, everything else I do. I'm not, like, down to this, like, the uh, the middle of seconds with anything else. Or um, I have to make sure someone's, like, like right, exactly right. I kind of keep it a little loose, but there are a couple more things. Um but, you know, those aren't too interesting. So, <laughs> And Santa, what about you? Any uh, interesting superstitions? Or are you a little more lenient in terms of the, the game day rituals? I definitely do have some superstitions. Like if we're on a winning streak, I'll wear the same suit every single game until we lose. But um, yeah, I do have my uh, schedule. Well, like not ske- schedule, but um, I do do the same things every game day when it comes to like warm up, practice, or yeah, morning skates. Don't really do morning skates, head up in the gym, warm up a little, get on the bike. But yeah, yeah. day-to-day life's usually the same. Yeah, that's fair. And this actually I just thought of this question quickly, but you guys have jersey numbers 28U for Santa and 21U for Ethan. So do you guys have any stories behind how you guys end up picking that number where they just handed to you as a child, you stuck with it, or do you guys have any inspiration behind it? Santa, we'll start with you. Uh when I was super young, when I first started playing hockey, I've I don't know why I chose eight. It was just lucky to be my birth month, but I just chose eight as my first number. And then once I got into the BCHL in Surrey, I bumped it up to 18. And then when I got traded here, I changed it to 28. So eight's always been in the number. Okay. So would you say that when you move on to Bowling Green, you're hoping to be number 38 or is that just absurd? That, that's just absurd. Okay. But something with eight, something with eight. It'll be something with eight. Okay. Fair enough. And Rick, what about you? Any story behind number 21? Uh, yeah, I mean, my last name is Ulrich and I uh, use the 21st letter in the alphabet. So, um, that's why I wear 21 is pretty much my uh, first jersey number as well. I uh, wore that a ton growing up, but unfortunately I had to get away from it as I got older because, uh, somebody stole my number when I played for Illinois and then I didn't get it again when I played for North Jersey. And then finally it was uh, free again when I came up here. So it was nice to get back to my roots and, uh, wear that number again. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, that's going to wrap things up here episode number four of the Backscast. Santa, Ricky, thanks so much for taking the time. I know you guys were super excited to do this with me. Uh, So thank you so much. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. That was episode number four of the Backscast. Special thank you to Ethan Ulrich and Brandon Santo want to join me on this one. Silverbacks back in action this weekend, Friday and Saturday in Prince George. We'll talk to you next time.